Welcome to Zach and Steve Have a Podcast. I'm Zach. Oh, I'm Steve. Oh, man, I was looking at the wrong bar. I thought, uh, I was like, why isn't the sound showing up? It's because I wasn't talking. Yes. I'm a, I'm a fool. <laughs> You're supposed to be. T- I was waiting it's, for you to it's talk. It's been a while since we've done this, yeah. man. You got to give me a little bit of a, a break. We've yep. been, it's been, what, two weeks? Yeah, we've been holidaying. Yeah, we've been, yeah, we've been on holiday <laughs> for the past two weeks. You've been on holiday. You yeah. went away. I did take a couple days off. Did you? Yeah, I didn't do anything, though. Yeah. Well, it, was, it was kind of pathetic. Well, we have a couple things we have to catch up on. I yeah. want to hear. Well, I want to hear about Thanksgiving. I want to hear about your Thanksgiving, too. But do you want me to start? Because I, I did holiday. Yeah, I took a let's, trip. Start, let's start with. I, well, let's start with me, because I feel like we always end with me. And yeah. I think I think yours was far more interesting than okay. my Thanksgiving. Yes, probably. For many reasons. For all the reasons. For all the reasons. So, yeah, no, my family, uh, we, we hosted our first Thanksgiving at our house. Yeah. Let, let's, let's uh, back up, back up, back up. Let's back, back, back it up. Wednesday Stevie. night. Yeah. And you weren't here for this either. No. Wednesday, Wednesday night, we did the the church Christmas, Thanksgiving. the church Thanksgiving service. Yeah. And it was outstanding. Oh, yeah. I would, I would rank it number one. Oh, yeah. In all the years of doing the Thanksgiving service, and that was kind of the group consensus. Not, and that's not discounting people's testimonies or anything like that. Like, I mean, any testimony that's given in front of people has an impact. It was the overall engagement yeah. with this one um, that just gave me the sense of man, this is like, it, 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 like the, it was just so powerful. Nice, like how everything came came together. I think my favorite part was we did we did baptism for the I think it was the first time we've ever done baptism yeah. on Thanksgiving. And um the the girl that got baptized, she has um like a debilitating um I don't know like if it's a muscular or um neurological hmm. um, okay. Uh, disability that puts her like in a she has to be in a wheelchair uh-huh. always um, and so we actually did a baptism on the floor oh wow basically uh, so like out in front of the congregation we set up like a little area I didn't set it up it was set up so that we could uh, pour water over her head okay uh, and that way it was like you know it, it wasn't like it, because she couldn't go into the water right um we we were still able to have that representation, and yeah. it was uh, it was beautiful. I, nice. I think everybody was in tears, and then her dad got baptized. Okay, and we showed a video of his testimony, and that was super powerful. Yeah, as well. And then he got baptized, and he was actually uh, the the the, fun, the the cool thing about his baptism was he was the first person to ask for cold water for the <laughs> baptismal, which was cool. We're like, it's usually people are like, this is so cold, and he was like, I like cold water. And we're like, okay, we could do that for you. Um, <laughs> But just so it was just such a sweet and sincere situation, um, and I, I think that built it up. Yeah, all the more. Uh, just really, really enjoyed that night, and I have to give a lot of credit to to Pastor Tim putting that all together, yeah. and Pastor Jeremy with the worship. I mean, not one. I, I don't want to start naming people. Then you start, yeah, forgetting yeah. other people's contributions to it. Everybody had a role, and everything was done with absolute. Like excellence. Yeah, it was interesting. My grandfather said, "Hey, I saw Stevie on TV. He was baptizing somebody." <laughs> I saw Stevie on TV. Yeah. That was on Sunday. Okay, and that's cool. Yeah. Oh man, I miss Grandpa Ken. I got. I do have. To, I keep saying I'm going to call him, and then I I never get around <laughs> to it. I I adore him. 
Um, but yeah, I was on TV baptizing on TV yeah. on the live stream. Yeah, I was baptizing. Well, if you're 96 years old, you're on TV. Yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Stevie on TV today. I was, I was on television then. <laughs> All right. So uh, my my cousin, who uh, you know, I got to hold her when she was a little infant. Yeah. You know, and she's getting married oh, next wow. year, and I'm actually do I'm do I'm you know performing her ceremony, her wedding ceremony, um, to this amazing young man. Uh, that I got to baptize this oh, past awesome. this past Sunday. He uh, he made the decision to follow Christ. He, he was one of those. You know, he like he grew up in in more of a, a Catholic tradition, mm-hmm. baptized as a child, but made the decision yeah. to follow Jesus as an adult and, and believers want, baptism. Yeah. yeah, wanted to go through believers baptism, and he asked me if I would do that. Which there's no greater honor than yeah. doing that. So yeah, I got to do uh, his baptism on Sunday. Uh, but yeah, let's talk. So going back now a couple days, yeah, we had our first Thanksgiving. Yes, you did at our I'm house. I'm interested how 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 the turkey turn out, Zach. I cannot stress how moist <laughs> this turkey was. All right, like I was. Did you cook it in the bag? I did cook it in the bag. That bag is a miracle machine. All the right, bag. let me tell you, like those Reynolds like turkey bags or whatever they're called. Uh, that thing kept in all the moisture. Yeah, it, that it was succulent. Nice. I was so proud of myself. At, it was a big joke. One of my buddies and I were talking about like how we're becoming dads. Yeah. Um, and uh, like this is the things that we get proud of and talk about. Yeah. Like going around, everybody's saying like, "Hey, yo, how good is that meat?" Yeah, I, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> this is like it turned out so well, and I was I, I was super pumped. And you don't have to like the cool thing is you don't have to baste it or anything. It's just, just shove it in the bag. Yeah, shove it in the bag and on the outside. Yeah, I put a lot of seasoning on that thing. Nice. It was a well seasoned bird. Nice. Um, so yeah, it, I thought it turned out fantastic. Uh, the uh, the food was amazing. Had a great time with my family. Uh, I got to watch football all afternoon. I'm jealous, Zach. I, it was maybe one of the best Thanksgivings nice. ever. That's great. Ever. Um, yeah. No. Nothing. Not, no no good thing. funny stories. There's or no anything? good funny stories because everything went perfect. That's great. <clears throat> and, so does that mean you're you're on for next year? Well, here's the deal. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if we're on for next year or not because how this all went down uh, was so Sarah's. One brother didn't get to come in for Thanksgiving this year. His schedule didn't line up with everybody else's schedules. Excuse me one second. <clears throat> so it didn't make it any better. <laughs> didn't make it any better. Uh, so, yeah, I, so uh, his schedule didn't line up with everybody else's. And so um, we had to, you know, we, we couldn't make it work. He didn't end up coming in. And Sarah's mom really wants, you know, the whole family together. She had 11 kids. And if she can get all... Or the the overwhelming majority of those kids together for yeah. one sit down, that's awesome. Tremendous. So, yeah. so she wants to have Thanksgiving next year, I think at her house. Okay. Which, yeah. So I don't. We're probably gonna be splitting. I think we're gonna be splitting our Thanksgiving again. Gotcha. Uh, we, you know, we kind of got spoiled the past couple of years because like Sarah's family was having their Thanksgiving on a different day. Yeah. And that doesn't seem to be the the ongoing trend. We might be back to doing two. I would love to do Thanksgiving again. I, I loved it. Yeah. The funny thing was, my mom asked me. She's like, "Do you think you guys would want to do Easter?" I'm like, "I don't think there's any way <laughs> no. we can get out of this place yeah, and right, then right. go home and put together Easter like we can Thanksgiving." As cool of an idea as it is, um, yeah, it's not going to work. Here, you you take over for a minute. <laughs> my, I cannot get my throat cleared. <laughs> Well, 
my Thanksgiving was much different than yours. I did not host it this year. We traveled. Do you to, usually host? We've hosted in the past. Oh, okay. Not, it wasn't so last So you've year. made like, turkey before? No, my dad brought the turkey. He oh, would. Dad my dad would always bring turkey. He would smoke it or do something. It's such turkey. a dad thing. Yeah, like he, he smoked it. Sometimes that's he did, the yeah. best turkey. Yes, his turkey was okay smoked. <laughs> 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 my dad's smoker wasn't. I I have his, his smoker now. Are you all right over there? <laughs> no, I, we might have to take a pause. I have to go get some water. All right, give me two seconds. Okay. And we're back. Yeah. So my dad, his turkey was wasn't the the most smoked sucky. It was very good. Okay, but, but what, my, what was wrong with it? Um, maybe a little bit underdone. Oh, really? It, I mean, it was cooked thir- through enough, but it it just didn't have the right texture. I would say, like sometimes too chewy, a little bit too tough, a little bit too really chewy. smoked turkey. It's usually smoked turkey is like he, my dad's smoker wasn't what you would call top <laughs> top. Notch smoking smoker. <laughs> like it was like <laughs> I have it now. And so okay, well, it, it, this goes into the story that I'm gonna tell. Okay, my, okay. my brother because yeah, your brother yeah. My brother Chester. decided, yes, we were gonna smoke the turkey, okay? This is Chester and, Cyrus. And so the turkey yeah. he had was so big that he went out and bought a new smoker for the event. He wanted get to get this thing out. anyway. Did he spatchcock this thing? He did not. It was just a regular old turkey. I thought that's what you had to do with a smoked turkey. Well, he did this thing where he made like a I don't know, a concoction that went inside the bird. It had Cut up apples, cut up oh, onion, okay. like Coca Cola. Yeah, I yeah. Don't know I'm, I'm, fam- I'm familiar with the process. So he made this yes. thing in like, he he made the thing with the turkey's legs, where he like tied them together to make this. He called it a turkey boat, and so then you have this carcass of the turkey with the big open air. You know about that? You shoved a bunch of stuff in there. That's not talking about stuffing inside yeah, that bird. St- I, I I shoved <laughs> a lot of stuffing into turkeys this <laughs> this past week. Well, he made something that poured into the bird, and so as the as it is smoking, there is like a lake inside the bird. Oh, so I don't know how he did it, but that's that was so that that, that bird was a seaworthy vessel. It was. It was a turkey boat. <laughs> <laughs> but. But this new smoker he bought, like you can program the outside of it and make sh- all these things. Yeah. Like, well, that's not the way my dad's smoker was. My dad's smoker had like a dial <laughs> on the side that didn't even it's have pro- numbers. It's a propane smoker. It was electric. Ele- electric. Okay. And so the dial didn't have like numbers to s- correspond to temperature. It had like color. It started at red and went to yellow. <laughs> and so you had to try to figure out. It, it, so there's a dial on the outside of it that's supposed to keep like the temperature. Okay. But that dial was broken. Okay. So there was there's no the, way. No. Me. So my brother's machine is like this big old. It's like NASA refrigerator. created this thing. NASA, NASA <laughs> yes. created a smoker. Yes, it's your a brother. It's a pellet it. smoker. So, Ooh, so, pellet smoker. So you, like so you dump get all in kinds those, of flavors. Yes, you dump in the pellets in the back. Yeah. Program the side of this thing and just let it go. So we watched this bird for like eight hours on, like in the garage down in Georgia. Ooh. Yeah. So we traveled for our Thanksgiving. So I don't have like th- that type of story, but we have all kinds of stories from that. This was quite the Thanksgiving adventure. I'm, I'm excited to hear about it. So, so the, something the, the turkey, had to be redacted, but the, yes, the yeah. turkey came out great. Great. Okay. It was good. tremendous. The Tremendously. Best, the, would you say it's the best turkey you've ever had? Yes. Okay. It. Yes. I think I had the best turkey too on my my wife's family's. Yeah, because he smoked it. My brother-in-law smoked his. Yeah, and, and it was great. It had like that. Mm. If you smoke something well, it has like a a ring around it, oh, yeah, a it flavor did. color. Yes, it, it does. It, it did. It had like that yes, it colored does. ring around it, so it was very smoked in a good way. It wasn't like overly smoky, but it had the the flavor. Yeah. So it was very good, very moist, like like your turkey was. So 
It was it was very good. That was the miracle burger. The food was all very good. <clears throat> he made like this macaroni and cheese that had like over five pounds of cheese in he it. He smoked that too. <laughs> he did. He smoked the no, macaroni. No, he did yes, not. He did. We smoked the macaroni. What is with and these guys? Yeah. So, these smokers, man. But this thing was the size, I'm telling you, it was bigger. It was like a small refrigerator. This It was enormous yeah, size. That's cool. My brother-in-law, Steven, has the exact same thing. <laughs> and like, every day, every day, he's smoking something. I'm like, okay, man, we get it. You yeah. got a smoker. Yeah. I want a smoker. <laughs> now I do. I'm like, yeah. wow, that's easy. It's like programming on the side. Yeah, heck yeah, man. <laughs> like, that's Eight easy. hours. Come yeah. home. So My turkey's day. done. Yeah. <laughs> I have turkey every day. So we did that, but he lives on, it's kind of like a farm. But it's he doesn't do any farming. But he's got like a tractor. He doesn't. There's woods. He's got little ponds on his property. It's like thirty some acres. Um, so we got the kids just love just adventure around there. Mm. And and we also fish on one of his little ponds. He's got a couple ponds, but they're the biggest of the ponds. I'd probably say it's maybe eighty yards across, mm-hmm. like a like a circle. Yeah. So if you think about how big that is, and he's got a couple little dock, docks that go out onto it. So the kids go out there and yeah. we fish and stuff. So both my kids love to fish at, at Uncle Casey's house. And so... Chester. Yeah, and it's not that far. So you can see them from, like, where we were down there. And they're like, hey, can we go fishing? I'm like, sure, go ahead. Yeah. So they've done that several times. That's cool. So one of the fishing events... This does he was, have kids? He does. He's got two kids. Uh, how his, old are they? His son, Caleb, is four, about to, to be name. five. And Chester, Charlotte... Chester Jr. ...is about to be two. So she's she's fun. <laughs> Chester Jr. <laughs> Everybody's name is Chester. Yeah, I know. For the protection of your family. So my <laughs> my daughter says, I want to go fishing, Dad. Knock yourself out. So she goes and gets the pole and, and heads down there. And pretty soon she comes running up. And I'm like, oh, you!" I was thinking you caught a fish. And you need help either getting it off the pole. Yes. Or maybe she got her line stuck in a tree or something. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Yes. Elliot fell in the water. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Because he was trying to fill up his pocket with water. Yeah. He got too close and he fell in. We've had issues with water. <laughs> <laughs> so she comes up and says, Dad. No, she comes up running and, and it's like she doesn't want to say what happened, but she's like in frantic mode. And she comes up and says, my phone fell in the lake. No. <laughs> so she just turned 12. Okay. <laughs> and we got her a phone because oh she went goodness. to high school. This yeah. year, and yeah. all her friends have a phone, and she's out doing like after school activities and stuff. So it's nice to have it. You can have the we have the track your iPhone app, so we know where she is at all times and yeah. stuff. It's very nice, fantastic. And so we've we've been talking, we've been doing the whole phone etiquette thing. Not cheap to get a, a phone, obviously. Phones yeah, expensive. I would have just got an Apple tag and put it in her back pocket. <laughs> there Keep you track go. Of your kid that way. There you go. That's what we should should have done. Yeah, it's a lot cheaper. So I'm like, oh no. Like her phone is in the, and I felt bad for her, but I was so mad. <laughs> like, obviously. Oh, but yeah. You don't, but I could tell that she was like, it was accident. Devastated. It was an accident. It was a com- complete accident. It was in her hoodie pocket in the front. Goodness gracious. And so you, she went to cast you your the line. Hoodie. <laughs> I know. She went to cast the line, and the phone fell out of her pocket directly off the dock into the lake. We're gonna have to go. I, I need. We to need see some the, hoodie I, pocket I, etiquette. Yeah, here. we need some. <laughs> I, I think your kids need to be filmed. <laughs> I know what is happening <laughs> with with my kids' hoodies and water. Yeah, <laughs> hoodie pockets and water. Yes, do not mix. So 
I'm like, oh no. Because, well, she came up and she's soaking wet. That was the thing. She When she came running up, she is soaking wet. She went in after She it. went in. Good she, for her. She jumped in after this thing. She was like, I wasn't that upset if I wouldn't have a phone anymore. I thought you were going to kill me. That was her response was, I thought I was going to be in so Aww. much trouble. Did she find it? So this is what happened. No, she did not find it. Her phone is in the lake. Okay. So, let me finish my story. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I got a story here. So off the dock where this where the lake is you so the water goes out from the dock from you know nothing and then you can't see the bottom i found out so what i did was i got an like a net that you catch the fish with Uh after you got the fish you're reeling the fish in you use one of those nets it's like like a butterfly net yeah it's kind of like a butterfly like like when you're outside blowing bubbles and chasing down (laughs) butterflies yeah that net that (laughs) so it's like yeah it's got like the metal aluminum handle i don't know it's probably like four or five foot long with with the green netting yeah so we got one yeah yeah, chartreuse netting so i'm like (laughs) all right so i i grab that net head down to the dock (laughs) and i'm like okay where because you can't see to the bottom like where is this phone Mm mm-hmm and she's like, I think it's over here. So I'm, I'm like laying on my stomach on this dock with this net, like just trying to catch the phone that I cannot see, like going through. And I'm pulling up like muck from the bottom, of the lake. there's like yeah, leaves and rocks in this thing. And so, so that thing probably went like, where is the phone? Yeah. Right. So she tried to describe. She she couldn't remember because it just happened so fast. Yeah, she she didn't expect this. All of a sudden, her phone is. She could see it like going down to the bottom. Oh, I'm like the poor kid. So what I started to do was I took the net, laid on my stomach, and was like probing the bottom to see if I could feel like something like hard when I'm yeah. hitting the bo- the net on the bottom. And so yeah. I did. I felt something hard. Ooh. So I dug it down. I I pulled up and it's a rock. And I'm like, oh, this is not. You Char- Charlie Browned it. Even if, <laughs> even if rock. we get this thing, like, it's gonna be it's dead. dead. It's dead. It's a toast. Yeah, there's right? no way. So eventually, okay, I pull up a thing, and she goes, "Dad, it is in there." And I'm like, "No, it's not." And I look, this thing is lit up inside the net, like no. like the phone is on in the net. So we get it. She is like relieved beyond belief. We take it back to the house, and it is it's working. Okay. No, what? It, really? It's working. So we like, okay, what do you do to a phone that's in water? Put it in rice. Like, isn't that what everyone does? Phone that's in I, the water. I've heard that. Yeah. Because, yeah, so, it draws the water out, right? So, right. So we um, <clears throat> dry it up as best we could, turn it off, stick it in the rice. Actually, I took it out a little bit later. I made this like contraption with like blue air on it for a while. The whole time it kept turning back on. Like, I kept hitting the button, it would turn right back on. Like, it was nothing wrong with it. Nothing was wrong with this phone. It was probably underwater in a lake for how far down did it go? Five feet, probably. Five feet. Because those things, those things have like a. Uh, which one is it? It's like an Apple SE well, or something like a SE. So is that like a couple years old? Because they, yeah. they they are water resistant up to like 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 three feet. So you probably pushing the boundary. <laughs> Of what that thing is capable of taking, which is awesome. So it nothing was wrong with it. It's worked perfectly ever since. No issues. This is at the all. best advertisement for <laughs> Apple products ever. So Apple, if you want to sponsor us, <laughs> we'll take that. It was probably underwater for twenty minutes. Wow! We found it, and then it was in a lake, like dirty lake. I, I bet you, you guys were like just at the bare limits of what <laughs> that phone could take, like time wise in the water and depth. Yeah, because when I came up in the net, it was on it. We no issues turning zero on or off. Zero issues. Zero issues with this thing. It That's a perfectly. miracle phone. <laughs> I know that phone has endured hard <laughs> hardship. 
<laughs> so and it's now better because of it. So that that was a blessing. Like that happened. That's so cool. Yeah. So and so, I have all kinds of stories, but we we're probably already forty minutes into this. No, podcast. We are not. <laughs> we haven't reached. Yeah, we're almost twenty. Okay. So if I, one more one more good story to take us out on, Zachy. Good story. Well, search the memory banks. We. I mean, man, all kinds of stories. I just had fun playing with my yeah. niece and nephew. Yep. Um, I got to, my mom has a friend. His name's Dave. And so we yeah. I got to hang out with my mom's friend Dave, a very interesting fellow, very nice fellow. Yeah. Lots of good conversations. That's great. Um so we I He sounds like that. a very nice guy. Yeah. Like from everything you told me, he sounds like a very, very wonderful and very guy. giving. He likes he's he likes to just give away stuff. All right. And so we, we were talking, and he's got a couple boats. He's got a pontoon boat. He's got, like, a speed boat. And he said he had, like, a 14-foot, like, fishing boat. Yeah, he's got a yacht up yeah, on, up, uh, up on uh, Shenango yeah. Reservoir. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say up in Greenwich, <laughs> like his place in Greenwich. But, yeah, okay, Shenango Reservoir. Yeah. So he te- I didn't tell you this. He texts me two days ago. Oh. I didn't have his number. And he goes, hey, this is Dave. And he sent me a whole bunch of pictures. Yeah. Of this, not the speedboat, not the pontoon boat, but the other boat. The yacht. <laughs> it's not the yacht. It's like a 14-foot like aluminum fishing boat. It's a 40-foot yacht. So I had mentioned to my mom that I'd wanted... My dad fished all the time, mm-hmm. and we and I grew up fishing. I know not the slightest bit of boating culture. Yeah. Like, like, I am not a boater. And I, I would... Can, can I say one thing real quick? If you yeah. want to hear, like, just such a, a sweet story, go back to episode three. I think it was a tribute to our fathers. You talked about your, your you and your dad on that fishing trip. Oh, yeah. Which is what, one of my favorite stories. And so I... So go back and listen to that. Yeah. So I have this, re, this memories of boating with my dad. And my kids, like, down to my brothers, they like fishing, <laughs> right? And so they've been asking me more and more, hey, let's go fishing. And we've gone a couple times and off the shore, I can't catch anything. I don't know where to go. But I know where to go in a boat because we did it all the time growing up. So I talked to my my mom, my my wife, my mom, and said, hey, you know, dad used to go fishing all the time. And he had a boat. It's down at my brother's now in Georgia. Mm-hmm. I, hey, maybe in case you'll let me have the boat or whatever. So Dave sends me these pictures of that 14-foot boat and says, it's yours. You can have it. Um, it just needs fixed up. And so what's going through my mind is... <laughs> I love fishing with my dad, but he was always working on that boat, right? Yeah. And he, and it was always a source of aggravation for him. I think on every boat. man that's ever owned a boat has, <laughs> has had this conversation. So yes. it's this catch-22 I've got going on inside me here. I want to do it for my kids, but I don't want to do it at the same time because I know what my dad was always, he was always working on yeah. the stinking boats oh, he yeah. had. And I don't want that to be like what I want to do. It's that's going to become your life. And plus, I don't know anything about it, you know? Yeah. Well, you so can go he, from being the North Face guy to being the boat guy. The boater, yeah. <laughs> so he... <laughs> he he would like he could like take apart the motor and fix all. That. I have yeah. no clue how to do that, and so the, the boat he showed me it's it's an older boat. Mm-hmm. It looks like it needs some work to get it ready to go out into the water. Like he showed okay. me the motor that's for it. Yeah, it's like an older type motor. Like and so yeah. my thoughts are, if I want a boat, I want a boat that I don't have to fix. Yeah. Right, because I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, but what do you say now to Dave, who's operating the boat? <laughs> I said, well. I can't get it now in December because I'm not going to be use it. Let's let's reconvene in the spring. Okay. And so I've got several months here to figure That's out fair. what what 
what we're going to do. Can you take the this. boat and just get a new motor for it so you know you don't have to worry about the motor? I, d- I don't know if the motor's not good. Like, I, I, oh, I don't I know. What's it just looks like it's not like a brand new motor. It looks like it's an older, maybe like a... 70s, tw- 80s motor? Um, yeah, I'd say 80s, 90s motor. Oh, okay. Something like that. Like All a, right. <clears throat> Not like... My grandpa had a motor on his boat that looked like it was from the 50s. Like, that thing, you could tell that thing... <laughs> like, exposed gears yeah, and Yeah, you're, like, cranking stuff. the side of it. Crank? It wasn't <laughs> 1930? <laughs> no. the first engine made No, it wasn't, wasn't like that, but... <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> I just imagine one of those like old like model T's where you like get the yeah. crank out front. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Zachy, don't take off without me. <laughs> but I can remember like my dad when the motor's not working. You're like in the middle of the lake and he is like pulling on that chain and like yeah, words are coming out of his mouth that I never hear except when he's pulling on this chain yeah. in the lake. You yeah, you know. Like, <laughs> and you're thinking I don't want to be that. If you want to fast kid. track becoming your father, get that boat. <laughs> I know. That'd be like me buying a, like uh, a muscle car. Yeah. Like like I'm I'll, that's the fast track to me becoming Mark <laughs> Mikulski. Yeah. So. so all these things are going through my mind. Thankful that wow. I mean, he just given this thing to me. Yeah, that's very that's same, very sweet. Oh, awesome. But at the same time, it's like oh no. <laughs> and <laughs> my, so it begins. My, my son's Zach opinion be... of me is going to go through the through the floor here in a minute. <laughs> Zach Zach's going to be bald before we know it. <laughs> you got that nice head of hair. Dude, I just saw a picture of me. Okay, so like when you do, when I do baptisms, they always take a picture. Yeah, like from above. I, I am so bald. Like, like my like my shot. hair on top is thinning so much. I'm like, I'm holding on to dear life. <laughs> you, it's not that bad. It from from this angle. Well, that top shot. How many people are tall enough that they're gonna look down on top of your head? Jesus. <laughs> well, he he don't care, buddy. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. He loves you. Yeah, he loves me anyway. Which is a good thing to, uh, to change our, our topics into. Because it's exactly it's, it's the first week of, of the Christmas season, first week of Advent. Y- yes. Really? I was Ad- going to ask you, what is like the, the word, the Advent word for the first week? Advent word for the first week traditionally is hope. And that's actually what I'm speaking on this coming Sunday. Okay. All right. I'm, uh, I'm speaking uh, to the adult uh, in the adult service. So if, if you're listening to this, Maybe you'll end up staying home. I don't know. I, don't, I hope not. Uh, but yeah, so we are technically we're starting a week um, late behind. But yeah. uh, the cool thing is, New Life we don't we don't follow the Advent schedule yeah. like a traditional uh, church would. Like we we we're, we're incorporating the aspects of it, and we are going to actually. Pastor Warren and I work this out. We're doing a four message series. Uh, well, I'm doing one. Pastor Warren's doing the other three. But it's you know hope. Um, and then he's actually doing peace next week, which is, uh, I think peace is the fourth yeah, one. Love's the last one. Love's the last one. That's right. Love is the last one. Cause that, that that's what it all comes yeah, down to. Right. right. And, uh, it, but it depends on the tradition and it depends on the church. Yeah. Um, you know, Sarah grew up in a very traditional church, and yeah. so it was like very regimented. Like it was like, oh, so did I. We had like, oh, that's right. I always song. forget. Yeah, that I was you in Presbyterian, Presbyterian too. Yeah, and so you had the like the wreath with the candles on. Yeah, and it, and it was, like, when it was yeah. your Sunday to light the candle. Like Ooh, your buddy. family, like like did the chant light the Advent candle. Wait, that's a too. thing. Yeah, like you sang that. That just sounded like a Muppet Christmas <laughs> Advent. <laughs> that's what it was. Light the yeah. <laughs> like that's that's very low. Like that's what you did, and then like. If your family was was the one Wait, that okay. had that like long pole with the little 
the fire on the end of it. You went down and lit the <laughs> long pole with the fire on it. Yes. What, you like lighting the Olympic torch? <laughs> kind of. Wow. You like okay, okay. Well, maybe, so you get excited like ooh. Let's talk. Can... Let's talk about Advent. All right. Let's let's do talk it. about. We had a different plan. We'll yeah. save it for next time. Perfect. Because like this is actually very interesting to me because I did not grow up in this tradition. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a in uh, a, a, a charismatic church. Everybody knows this at this yeah. point. They're like, yeah, we get it, Steve. You grew up uh, very you know in a bubble. Yeah. Essentially, in a yeah, Christian yeah. bubble. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, Advent wasn't even a thing we talked about. All right. Yeah. If, if the if the word came up, yeah, it was like quickly bypassed because <laughs> it was it was just not it's not it's not a word you're going to find in the Bible. Like yeah. you're not going to see Advent. And what Advent means, Zach, you probably know this. It's just more of like a tradition thing, more so than yeah. Like, like, but what like, the word Advent, what the word Advent means. Hmm, I don't know if I know. Oh, that. it means the coming of. Okay. Yeah, so ad, it's the advent of the Messiah. So okay. it's the coming of the Messiah, uh, which is what Advent represents. Um, and so you you celebrate these different aspects yep. of the character of 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 Jesus and of what the season's really all about. It's to establish uh, a, this mentality that's going to carry out throughout the year, yeah. not just throughout the season. Yeah. It's supposed to like, hey, I'm setting almost like what's going to be my resolution for the year, which is I'm putting my hope, my peace, my joy, my love. It's all going to be centered around Jesus, and it's going to yeah. carry me throughout the year. But like a resolution, it usually is done yeah. by the second week of right. <laughs> January, right? So yeah, but go ahead. Let's. I want to hear about your experience with Advent as a child. You already yeah. kind of explained that. Yeah, so it was exciting. And... And it was part of like the Christmas. <clears throat> Excuse me. What's going on here? Is there like a, a mold outbreak? Yeah, in this I think room? there's a mold outbreak in our <laughs> office. Oh, remember I told you they used to, we used to keep the 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 live nativity up yeah, here. Exactly. All the all the donkeys stayed in this yes. office. <laughs> and to this and to this day, the donkeys are still in. This yes, office. exactly right. <laughs> but it was just part of like the Christmas tradition in our family, because yes. we would go to church every Sunday, mm-hmm. and. I can just remember sitting in the, the, the hard wooden pews, you know, you, each family had their own spot. My grandfather would always dress up with his suit, you know, on, and, and it was more of a... This Grandpa Ken? Yeah. It was more of like a tradition thing than it was yes. even, even in going in worshiping. It wasn't yeah. like a worship service. It was yep. like uh, you're sitting there just to get through it because you're supposed to service. Because this is what we do. <laughs> yes, this is what we do. Yeah. And so you dress nice, you sat there, you... But during during Advent, it was different because as a kid, you're excited about Christmas. Mm-hmm. And once December hits, and the in like the the wreath thing comes out, and the candles and the different the, is, the wreath has a name, doesn't it? The Advent wreath. I don't know. Oh, is that what, it probably, probably is that? I, yeah, I don't know like the technical terms of all of this liturgical stuff. I have no idea. So <laughs> we've got the different color candles. <laughs> <laughs> You got the big, so if the the one that was for Christmas was the special colored candle, it was either like pink or red, and it was sitting in the middle, right? Yep. <laughs> and there was a white candle too, wasn't there? All the other ones were white. It was like oh, the same okay, color okay, all okay, around, okay. and then the special middle one. And we would light that. It was either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I can't remember if we, I know we had a big Christmas Eve service. Yes. But I can't remember if we had like a Christmas Day service. Yeah. I don't think we, if we did, we never went to it as a family. It was always, we went, our big thing was Christmas Eve and they went to my grandmother's house. Did you do the midnight service? 
No, it was an evening service, and it was a candlelit service. Okay, so because so, Sarah always talked about one of her favorite things was the midnight service. Because she, like I said, grew up in a Presbyterian church as yes. well, and she loved that midnight service. I don't know if they did a midnight service, but it was like an evening service. Okay, okay. And so it was dark, and they, you give everybody these little candles, or about. I remember Three that with that, like the little, the little, uh, uh, what is it, like cardboard disc? Yes, the going cardboard around disc so you don't burn your finger with the wax. I but love the, that. But the whole time, what I would do is I would hold that candle until it would warm, and then the the wax would be moldable, and then you would try to make shapes out of it, like a J, or like I don't know, like a, like I don't know. You ran out of shapes, didn't you? Yeah, Eventually, you're like you make a J or a a, a shepherd's hook. <laughs> It's like Sometimes a little, it's a, a candy cane. <laughs> exactly. Or but, a shepherd's staff. But if you wouldn't no, get it warm I enough. Think it's a <laughs> crook. Yeah. If you wouldn't get it warm enough, then that wax would break. Yeah. And so then you'd have pieces of this candle. Yeah. And so then that, that was always part of it. So someone would walk down your row and light the first candle in the row. Yep. And then it would yeah. go down there. We did do that in the church that I grew up in, too. Yeah. And so that was fun. Like I that, love that. So Candlelight services. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. We do Magical. That. We, like... I thought about doing that with junior high, but we would burn down the church. Heck no, I, no dude, do I would say, <laughs> one of the things I'm like, please don't do. That. Yes, <laughs> yeah, don't do that one. Yeah, um, but so I remember that as a kid. I just remember like when it was your turn to be the family that went down. <laughs> like, so not at, not all the time your friends would go to church, and especially like not the whole family. But it, when it was their turn to light the candle, they're all dressed up. Like even yep. the kids have like their best clothes on, you know. And 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 your whole family's there. Like the dad that's ha- the church. Like sometimes not there, other times he was there. Yeah, dressed. Oh, up. he's there. Like like he's got a, he's uh, he's got a he's got a sweater on that he did not want to wear. Yes. And so they come down there and they do the deed. Like they they light that light. They light that candle, and it's so. Proud of the fact, yeah. I mean, that they did an amazing a, job. That's a big deal. Yes, that's a big deal. So that is, that is my recollection of Advent. It, yeah, I don't remember like any about the thing about the message. It was, it was more like, hey, let's get through this. We can't wait for the, the yeah. Christmas Eve candlelight service. And like I said, it, it depends on the church uh, and the, um, the you know the what am I trying to say? The tradition of the, the church that you go to and, and what they do. It. it, it what I've seen yeah. is that it's very tradition-based. And so if you hear something one year, you're probably going to hear it probably. again that Sunday, I, the next I year. I have found this is my fourth Christmas now, like in a, in a spot where I'm leading a service every Sunday. And Christmas is my least favorite service to prepare for because Why? it's it's the same message. There's three Christmas stories in the Bible. And it, everybody knows them. You know the characters. You know what's Zachy, happening. Exactly. You got to think outside the box, my I, friend. I know, and it's hard to do. Okay. Well, th- th- let me talk. I'll tell you what I'm talking about this week. Okay. Not that I, I have like the answer. Yeah. But here's the here's the truth of Christmas. Yeah. What I find to be, um, people like hearing the same thing over and over again because yeah. it sets it sets a, a mood and a feeling for the not, and not that feelings are the most important things, but it does establish the foundation over and over and over again yeah. of our faith uh, in, a, in a deeper way. And you you look at um, why we do what we do on, like if we, if we held fast to the traditions 
of of Advent, like as it as it is in a lot of churches. I mean, there's it's something very special and important. Why are you gonna laugh? I'm not laughing. Uh, I'm, thought, I'm thinking about that long pole, <laughs> like the, the long, the long, long lighting pole. pole lighting. Like, I think that that was like, a, I think that was like an insurance thing. <laughs> like, let's not burn. get them too close to the fire. Yeah, but like the like the dad would be doing yeah, the like dad's his hands like his hands, hands shaking, and the light would go out, and then there'd be like this awkward pause where someone would have to come down and light the thing again. So you can, yeah, like that happened all the time. Yeah. Anyway, but I've had a really good. I've I've been really excited about, um, you know, entering into this season, um, especially being given the opportunity to speak with the adults uh, at Christmas time because this is the time of year when people come out. Yeah. And I, I, part of it is is because it is part of the tradition of what we do. We go to church at Christmas time. Yeah. Because it like it builds into the experience. Yeah. Right. But what I've been enjoying is prepping to really hopefully engage with people's hearts. Yeah. And maybe that sounds a bit, um, I don't know, obnoxious. Like <laughs> I, but I, I love the idea of being able to take it that step deeper and like uh, help, help not just others, but myself engage with God in a different way. So it does become something that's lasting because that's the idea of Advent. We're reminded of his coming and that, you know, in this instance, I'm talking about hope on Sunday. This is an everlasting hope. This is a hope that we've seen throughout, a, a hope that God has established within man's hearts throughout all of history, yeah. right? And so we we look at, like, what I'm speaking about on this on Sunday is, you know, God establishing this through the Israelites and showing them, like, he is going to see them through all things and promising them a Messiah when the yeah. Messiah comes, what that's going to look like mm-hmm. and how that, that helps us in our present and that he promises a future. And so if we believe that everything, uh, the, we believe in who Jesus is, and that everything that was said about him did actually come true, then yeah. we could believe by that that, right. you know, we have eternal hope. Yeah. Like, there is an eternal hope, which leads to deepened faith. Um, and so that's what gets me excited about speaking this Sunday, is like, it, like that's one of the first things established, and then peace. Um, you know, what does peace look like in our lives? Like, we, we typically uh, lose sight of what peace is. Shalom. Yeah, I spoke shalom. on this over the summer. Yeah, you did. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit, what peace was. In we actually life. talked about it on the podcast. We did, too, yeah, yeah. We? Yeah, <clears throat> the God of peace, and that's yeah. who God oh, is. That's right, because yeah. you did it on Wednesday night, right? We did it on a Wednesday night service, yeah. Yeah. On the main and, side, and, and our God is a God of peace, and and it's and peace is this idea of a completeness in your life. And yeah. it's not, we think of peace like, I don't know, you throw up the peace sign and, and like there's no fighting. Everything's going good, on. man. Yeah. Just adopt a mentality. <laughs> and but it's there's okay, that's great. Yeah. But the reality is we live in a broken world where things are going to stress us out yeah. and make us anxious. Right. And so the peace of the eternal God is something that we need to seek. Right. Like his peace, not what the world talks about with peace, peace in this world and hope in this world. Once again, two things that are fleeting. Yeah. Um, and that's why, once again, I really you know, I can keep saying, I really like this whole Advent thing. Yeah. Like, we just came up with it this year. Yeah. You guys got to hear about this new concept. <laughs> you ever heard of an Advent? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard about this thing at Easter time. It's called Lent. It's all, yeah, it's, it's the, the thing. coolest thing. You give up something <laughs> for so 40 can, days. So you focus more on God. <laughs> how, about, how about that? Yeah, it's funny because Pastor Warren and I are actually talking about this when we, we were like putting this idea together. And it, it, 
it is cool to go back to the old traditions. Yeah. Like Pastor Warren did a, a series on the Apostles' Creed and like breaking that down. And, and it's one of those things that gets bypassed a lot. Why? Because it's it's tradition. Yeah. It's like we just say this thing over and over and over again. Not in our church, but in a lot of churches. Like the Apostles' Creed is just part of what you do. Yep, we uh, said that. Yeah. And so, but when you start breaking it down and you start to understand the heart of it, right. there's importance. Right. To it, and that's the same thing with all of these old traditions. Like we have to break away from the the habitual nature of these things and start focusing on like what's at the heart of these things. And that's why it does feel like oh, it's the reinvention, yeah, in a way of it's a retro, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like going back to the beginning. Yeah, you wear like a crushed velvet '70s suit when you come that's out. Like, I'm gonna have the biggest lapels <laughs> you ever did see. You should. That'd I be am amazing. Shined up shoes. Crushed purple, <laughs> <laughs> but but anything can become um, religious in the fact that yeah. you, it's just a routine, and even more like we'd have like a more contemporary service, mm-hmm. but still we can fall into the same same trappings of hey, even though it's a different than a traditional service, we don't have the creeds that we say, and we don't have the certain songs we sing at certain times, and mm-hmm. the chants that go on right like yep. a traditional Catholic service or whatever. Um, we can still, we start, we do the same thing in our services. We start with a time where we're have a game, we do a worship, we do a message and then you go home. Like it's the same routine every week. It's different than it used to be, but it's still a routine and you can get caught in that as well. It could just become the thing you do. And and even like, so, and even in your prayer life, it can become that way. Um, we, we would always have at dinner time a set prayer God is great. God is good. Prayer, like we would sing, we would sing that, right? No, no, not sing, but like say that, chant it. It's like your Advent your chant. Yeah. Well. Time to light the candle. What, what was that thing? <laughs> light you said? the Advent candle to whatever the number was that week, and then there was like a, 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 <laughs> that well, sounds Advent, like a Sesame Street song. It is, and then like the there would be different words for that week to go along with whatever joy, <laughs> whatever week to joy. <laughs> But we would sing that. and But <laughs> your prayer life can become ritualistic as well. Yeah. Even though we we did the God is great prayer, and that's what we were taught. So we'd say, hold hand. Well, sometimes we'd hold hands. Depends mm-hmm. on how important the meal was. Yeah, yeah. Other times just, all right, Elliot, not Elliot, but all right, Zach, when I was a kid, you say the prayer, and God is great, God is good, and we thank him for food, by his hands, roll our fed, give us God our daily bread. Amen. Right? I, I could say Oh, it, you said the whole thing. Yeah, that was it. And so... But now when I pray for dinner, I'm saying the exact same thing I said last night when I pray for dinner. Mm. And so it, it can still get ritualized yeah. If in, unless you make it real, unless you're having a real, authentic relationship yeah. and, with and it, God. It has to be an intentionality about yes. the heart behind it, because then, yeah, you do fall right into the tradition. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and our tradition might be different than it was 100 years ago, mm-hmm. 30 years ago. But yeah. it's still our tradition now, and the fact that you can get into a routine and lose the heart of what you're trying exactly. to do. Exactly, and that, and that, and that, I guess it would be the 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 danger of, of anything religious, because yeah, you could fall into those trappings of like we've always done it this way, so we have to keep doing it this way. Like foundation doesn't change, yeah. But where's our heart in it? Um, like, are we just doing it because we've always done it this way? I think that's like a yeah. I think that's a wise thing to always assess. Yeah. Um, and that's why, like I said, like, you know, it, it seems like we're, we're, we're broaching a new 
in a topic that's never been to- covered before. And I know I sound way more high-minded than I should. And that's not, that's not the point. The point is I'm excited about it because it's like looking at it from a completely new perspective. But it's very old. Yeah, but it's super old. <laughs> it's super, it was just invented, I think, 2020? The first advent? Yeah. I the first so. advent was 2020. It had something to do with COVID, I think. <laughs> it had something to do with COVID. No. I mean, if you really look at the history of it, it's fascinating. It's fascinating when you really look at the full history of of Advent, not in the traditional Christmas sense, but in the the coming of Jesus and how it plays throughout all of history. Man, it's something that should be celebrated because you think about the earliest sign of the coming Messiah. I'm giving away my message. Who cares? Yeah. Well, yeah. This is good. Let's talk about it. Um, yeah, giving away my message, like, oh man, there's not gonna be any surprises from <laughs> from, <laughs> from the stage on Sunday. Um, no, so I mean, you go all the way back to uh, the first instance where you hear of the Messiah coming, which um, I mean is largely to believe to be Genesis chapter three verse fifteen. Uh, talks about that there's going to be hostility between man and woman, between brother. And, and, you know, between brothers, animosity, all that kind of stuff because of the sin nature that was, that come, right. came into the world. But then it says kind of vaguely, yeah. but he, that's it. It only says he, he will uh, crush his head and he will strike his heel, yeah. um, which is a reference to the Messiah, to the coming of right. a, a messianic figure coming into this world, yep. destroying the enemy. <laughs> the serpent, yeah. Yeah, the serpent, yes. The serpent's head will be crushed, right? meaning that he's not going to win the war, right? even though he's going to get... He's going to get his pound of flesh. He's going to get, yeah, he's going to get his uh, his fangs in a little bit, yeah. which is the crucifixion, but right. Jesus already has victory exactly. over that. Uh, and it's such a quick... It's one verse. Yeah. But it's the very beginning of hope being established for all mankind. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's it's incredible. And then you see it throughout the covenants. Yep. God establishing establish, establishing hope yeah. uh, in his people and through his people. And then you get to the prophet Isaiah. I mean, you, you before Isaiah even, you get to um, David yep. and you see like the, the covenant that God establishes with him. Yep. That through his line will come a king. Yep. The King of Kings. I mean, that's why people got this idea that this this Lord was going to come and sure, just the Messiah was reign. going to come, yeah, and, and save the Jewish people yeah. from their oppressors. Yep, whatever the 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 new oppressing force was that was yeah. upon them, which he was going to. Yeah, but not in the sense that they thought. Right. Um, and so then you get into Isaiah, and Isaiah really like hammers at home um, with. Uh, I, I think what am I using? I think it was Isaiah fifty three. I want to say it was okay. Isaiah 53, just talking about he'll be you know crushed for our transgressions, all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. this, the like, why can we put our hope in what God has told us? Well, everything that was once said all came to be, right? Um, which I, I love that concept. And then you like, and so that's the hope in our past. The hope in our present is through, um, you know, through Jesus being our the great high priest, being our you know the one that that our that, that makes intercession between us and God, yeah. like he uh, you know he's our advocate. Um, so talking about that, and then ultimately our future, which is you know you look at Revelation chapter nineteen, yeah. and it's like Jesus is to come again, right? You know, in full deity. So it's it's really incredible, like you know. But the, what I love is is like it's the time. 
like hope is established and held on to for centuries, if not millennia. Yeah. Uh, where you get, what was it? I think, I think Isaiah spoke his prophecy right around, like, I mean, part of his prophecy was spoken somewhere around 700 BC. Jesus doesn't come for another 700 years, but that light of hope is held throughout. <laughs> right. And then the centuries. people go into captivity and they don't have a homeland anymore. And they don't captivity twice. Yeah. In, within that time. Yeah. Like the Bible, well, they, Babylonian. Yes. They were there and then. Right, they came back. Right, yes, they just did not have like the king. They didn't have their. Whoop, I knocked over. Fix it, Felix. Fix it, Felix. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't have their nation anymore. Yeah, right. So yep. they were oppressed by elite yeah. leaders, yep. and you know, pretty much, you know, not allowed to, in certain times during that time period, even worship how they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. And then, like you said, to talk about the Jesus and the prophet Isaiah. So when he begins his ministry, he's uh, out in the desert, right? He, mm-hmm. gets, he gets tested for 40 days, and he comes in, and, and to proclaim that the beginning of his ministry, he goes into the synagogue in Nazareth, takes the, the scroll of the prophet Isaiah, and starts reading, right? Mm-hmm. Declaring the fact that, hey, I have come, and, and it says here... I am he. Right? The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He rolls that scroll back up, mic drop moment, right? Yeah. And then says, I'm here. I'm 700 years in the making. Yes, here, here it is, the hope that you have had. Here I come. And it doesn't say that I'm coming with a sword and taking down Rome. Yeah. What's it say? He's freeing the oppressed. Mm-hmm. He's, he's giving you know those who are blind the ability to see, right? He's coming hope. to... Bring hope, yes, yeah. and he's coming to have victory over death. Yep, the yep. thing that you know the the price that all men pay. Yep, right. No matter what, yeah. no matter what, I'm coming to set you free of that. And you think, oh no, like uh, I'm being oppressed by whatever whatever government is over top of me and taking away my rights and my mm-hmm. abilities to do these things. Okay, that's fine. But I'm coming to save you from death. Mm-hmm. I'm coming to give you a hope that no matter what happens in this world. Right, this broken world that, guess what, man, yep. you messed up to begin with. Right, mm-hmm. I'm coming to save you from that and allowing you to have a reunion in that garden moment from Genesis, after man messes up and God gives us that that little bit of hope about mm-hmm. the Messiah coming and crushing the the head of the serpent. Yep, I'm taking you back before that. Before you messed up, you're going to have a renewed relationship with the God, the Creator God. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give that to you, where there's not going to be pain anymore. You're not going to have all of this suffering that, that has been brought upon by the sin that's entered the yeah. world. You're going back to that. And this that's what I'm bringing. I'm bringing the yeah. hope of that, right? Yep. So much bigger than the things that we think we need that's mm-hmm. going to make us happy. No, I'm going to come and set your soul free. Yep. Right? Yep. And that, and like you said, that is a hope that we can be excited for. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And something we can hold on to all year, uh, not just... Yeah. for a couple of weeks, and then we're like, oh, good, Christmas is here. Yeah, and so I, I'm thinking about what I'm going to be speaking on. So th- we talked about hope and, and Advent stuff, and that's oh, yeah. what that's what the main side is speaking on. And, yep. and you're, you're doing And that. actually Sarah's doing with the, the, the senior upperclassmen, yeah. Okay, so I'm, uh, what can we speak on here? And so I, I, for, throughout the years, we've done all kinds of different stuff. I've talked about the, um, the the magi and the gifts for the king. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they brought certain things that talked about the 
who Jesus was. They brought the gold because he was a king, and they brought the, the frankincense and the myrrh. I think the frankincense was incense that's burnt before like an altar or something, so that represents him as our high priest. Mm-hmm. And the myrrh is, is like a, an oil you put on someone who's like dying or, or, yeah. or like a dead body, right? And so that's the, the, the looking forward to Jesus giving up his life for us, right? Yeah. So all frankincense these, and myrrh, yeah, to, yeah both death. Right, yeah, <laughs> both associated with death. Right, and so this idea of you know these were given to Jesus as yeah. he was born, looking forward to who he is going to be for the people. So we How talked do you about think Mary and Joseph took that. <laughs> like, hey, that's a real bummer. Uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah, and how the California raisins get there? I can't remember. I don't understand. Oh that. my goodness, <laughs> that is a deep cut, man. <laughs> that's yeah, what I remember. <laughs> What's the, the California? <laughs> it was part of that Christmas special. It was the camels that sing yeah. We Three Kings, which is my favorite part of that whole <laughs> Will Vinton's. Anyway. Uh, Claymation Christmas. Um, yeah, please. Did so you, you lost track, didn't I you? I did. So this year, <laughs> I'm thinking about what are we going to talk about? And I, I think w- what kind of struck me was there's so many contrasts and opposites yep. that happen in the Christmas season. And we celebrate it like the colors green and red. They're opposite colors, like on the color spectrum, right? They, the light... They are? I think so. Like, the, aren't they contrasting colors, green and red? I don't know. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so <laughs> this whole idea of light and darkness. We put out the twinkly lights and it gets dark early, right? Um, the baby is a king, right? Mm-hmm. The, the waiting and fulfillment... Like all of these things happen at Christmas time. It's a it's a it's a time of contrasts, and so I'm like, should we talk about that? And I couldn't really make a, like a three week series about that. So what we are going to be talking about in the junior high? Should I give it away? I guess I give away my whole Sunday message. I, okay. So we are looking at, at one word, three different ways. Ooh, Ooh yes. Ooh. And the word is present. Ooh. Okay. We're going to be talking about to present. Like to give, yes. A present you receive, the noun, and then yes, and then present, Emmanuel, God with us, right? Uh-huh. So we're taking the word present and looking at it three different ways. So that's what we're doing in the junior high. That's that's the most creative thing I could come I, I up with. For Christmas time. I think that's really good. It's so it, it does get hard, but like I said, I think uh, as uh, when, you, when you're trying to craft a message every single year, like we get so preoccupied with the ideas, like I gotta have something fresh, and everybody's like, "Give me the old." Yeah. Like, think about what Christmas brings every single year. Yeah. The same old music, it's ornaments, like this. You, you get that box up in the attic that's got dust all over it's, it. And you it's all about it, and people love nostalgia, yeah. uh, and I think not that we can't present something old in a brand new way, like I already said about Advent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I created the idea, <laughs> um, but like I mean, you think about the music that we listen to every single year. It's yeah. like it's establishing this, like you know, it's this this what the season's about. Uh, so I don't think it's inherently a bad thing. It's but if we lose sight of the heart of it, that's yeah. where it becomes an issue. Right. But no, I think that's great, man. I think that's a really good. So that's that's a really present, present, and present. Yeah. I'm going to present this. Yes. Present. Yes. In the present. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly. Come. That's my three weeks. I'm <laughs> stretching that baby out. <laughs> oh, that's three weeks. That's three weeks. I thought that was one message. No, no, no. Oh. We're going to talk about giving. We're going to talk about what it means to receive, and then we're going to talk about. God with us. Ooh, that, that sounds like a fantastic plan. There we go. That's I'm, I'm doing this week 
and then I have no idea what is to come. <laughs> no, I'll probably Peace. do it. I probably will just continue yeah. on with Why an advent well? series. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 apparently, I really like it. You do. I do. I really enjoy Advent um, more than I ever thought I would. <laughs> Because uh, I didn't grow up with it. I didn't grow up with the the wreath and the the whatever that singing thing you did and <laughs> the long candle, the four foot candle. Yeah, how intimidating a situation that must be. Be like, I gotta land this right on top of this candle. Yeah, if you don't like knock it over, there's a fire in the in this church. Yeah, like some of those those pews had to be flammable. Like there's so much <laughs> lacquer on them things. <laughs> Like you got that flame too close to the side as you're going down. Did you like, have all wood? Oh yeah. Like even like. Well, the, the bench had like cushions. It had a cushion, but the back was wood. The back was because you don't want to be too comfortable at church. No. <laughs> like I think I think when be... I came her- here, it was like heresy, right? Yeah. It was like, oh, this is why these chairs are too comfortable. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not like lazy boys or anything. Yeah. It's not like a cup holder in it. What chairs are you sitting in? I, I every week, every week I bring I bring in my recliner, yeah. and I enjoy a message. Yeah. No, like it, it was funny because I can't. When the first time I came to New Life, that was the thing. I'm like, there's no pews here. Yeah. Oh, where do like they sit in just chairs? That's yeah. great. Yeah, but it's funny. Like even those traditional things. We had the same thing growing up. It was uh, it was like the the wooden, overly lacquered yeah. pews with the purple. It was a purple. I think it um, was a purple cushion. You have to. It's, it, may, it might have been red. Exactly. Purple is the color of royalty. <laughs> it's true. And that was like, in the in at least in the assemblies of God Church, it was purple or nothing. <laughs> There's purple everywhere. Like, but those things were like that. Those pads were so flat. Yeah. I think I went back to my old church not long ago. And they still had the same purple pads. I'm like, there's no way there's any cushion left <laughs> in those things. There's no way. Uh, that's funny. But anyway, I think I think we've we've talked on long enough. Zach, I have one last question for you. Okay. How's Kenny Pickett? <laughs> oh, Kenny! Holy cow! Like, it's been like, thirty episodes. Is this like an after podcast special since we're not doing our Tuesday? <laughs> Post-podcast. Yeah, yeah, post-podcast. In, in the pocket yeah, with Pickett. In, in the pocket with Pickett. So I tell you what, and you guys can turn it off if you want to. Yeah. This has been Zach and Steve have a podcast. We'll see you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. And then Kenny Pickett. Yes. Yes. Kenny. So Kenny, he started off a little rocky. Yes, But he, he has gotten a lot better. I think I think he is. He is. Everything you, we thought he was going to be. If you talk to the experts, they're like salivating over the over just how advanced he is as a quarterback. And he can read defenses. He's making better decisions. And if you look at like a stat line, it's like this is not that great. But yep. if you if you look at it like in the last couple of weeks, it's gotten a lot better. Yeah. Yep. Every everything that he does is everything we thought he could do. <laughs> Even though I was starting to lose heart. Like I was like, I oh wasn't. I was like, well, Kenny, come on, buddy. We gotta get this together. Yeah. But he's also got one of the worst teams around him of all time. Well, so well. Th- when the Steelers come back to the playoff picture here, they get a couple more wins. They'll be back in it. So you're saying this year, yeah, man, you are out of your I mind. No, they play Atlanta this week, who stinks. Yeah, and they play Baltimore, who they all they always play well. They've been at least once a year. They play them at home. Yes. Then they play the Panthers and the Raiders, who are awful. So the next four games they could win. If they do that, they're 500. Panthers. No, they're over 500. Ooh. They're eight and seven, and then you're back in it. Panthers, so. Raiders. Yeah, that's not. That's not hard at all. It's not hard to schedule. 
Very easy. Panthers, Raiders, Falcons. What's the chances that we can get Baker Mayfield to play that Panthers game so we can just tear him apart? 95%. <laughs> you think he's starting? <laughs> he's terrible, man. Uh, oh, dude. Yeah, I, I've, uh, I have not been able to watch a whole lot of the games recently because I don't have ESPN. I don't have Fox. So, like, those games, I, I just have to, like, track it, and it's the worst. Well, so, okay, this is what happened at our house. Mm-hmm. Over the summer, we thought... I think I told you. I'm like, you got to get... <laughs> you can stream these games all on yes. Paramount. So over the summer, it was, hey, we're going to get rid of our cable because uh, we don't watch TV. Over the winter, we watch it mm-hmm. a lot. It's dark outside in the evenings. We come home. and But we've been doing a lot more streaming of like Netflix, those and Disney Plus, that type yep, of stuff. Netflix. Yeah. Um, That's what my kids used to call it. But we'd always have these things we would watch on regular television as well. And, and the big one was the football games in the fall. Got to have them. So the first week of the year, I don't have my cable. And the Steelers game. So The game that we've been looking forward to <laughs> for months. Yes. If you've been following this podcast at all. Yeah. And so I left church service, go home. Oh, we were so jacked that day. And I could not get the game. Yeah, I felt the horrible. Browns game was on because for some reason where I live, even though I'm in Pennsylvania, like the, the part of the county that I live in. Yeah, if it's like the, it, it got the Browns feed. So you you had the Steelers game on my laptop. Oh, OK. Yeah. Here's the weird thing. My house on my laptop. I had the Steelers game on my television. I had the Browns game. Ah. And I was so annoyed because I'm like, I want to watch the Steelers game on that screen. Yeah. And so the Laura no. felt really bad because. It was my idea to get rid of the cable, but she really had, we had talked about it and it, it was up to me to do it. Mm-hmm. And she, and I knew that she wanted me to, and she knew that I really didn't want to do it, but I was like, okay, let's do it. It's okay. And so it's when okay. I couldn't get that first game and I'm like angry, not at, not at anything other than why is this thinking Browns game on? So I'm like trying to find the game on the radio. Yeah. I, I couldn't get it on my laptop because I was in market. And so I couldn't like. Are I, you kidding me? And since I didn't have the the, the Pennsylvania like the the KDKA Pennsylvania feed, I couldn't get it. And so I'm like, I'm the only one who wants. I, I want to watch the Steelers game. I live in Pennsylvania, but I'm since I'm in market, I can't like go on any other like uh, streaming and get it because yeah. I live in market. Ridiculous. And so I could not watch the game. So I ended up in the second half going to like a local restaurant and watching the game from there. That's right. I forgot that's what you ended up doing. You, so when I came back, yeah. Laura's like. I already called. We we got the cable back. Oh, <laughs> that was nice. It was nice, and so you can come over anytime. Thanks, watch buddy. The game. Yeah, uh, yeah. I um, I I've found very little joy in watching those games. <laughs> it's been so hard. And, and the funny thing is, my, my schedule is so busy with because I have my other job. So the Monday through Thursday is booked. Friday mm-hmm. we do stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday. During the fall, we had an event every Saturday. Yes, we did. And it was it was a very long fall. I was there, too. I, I know you were. And I had men's Bible study as well. Yeah. So. so Saturdays were booked. And so Sunday then, obviously, we have church. So the only time that I had free all week was Sunday afternoons. And in the fall, it's like, that's great. We'll watch the Steelers game. Heck yeah. It seems like every Sunday, there's been something that is kept from... Watch All I game. want to do is this is my time. Like after church, I want to go home because I'm starting work again Monday. I got to get yep. up at six in the morning yep. from when, it, when when we get home until I go to bed Sunday night. That's my time where I can just relax, like my time I could just have for myself and watch the Steelers game. And there's always, <laughs> there's a, yeah. hey, 
this is our only time we have to do something. We're going to have a birthday party. We're going to have this. We're going to have Thanksgiving Is that the dinner. best? And I'm like, all I want to do is watch the Bears. <laughs> watch Steelers. <laughs> want to relax. That's why I said, like, on Thanksgiving, I was surprised I got away with watching yeah. three football games. Yeah. <laughs> it was so great. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm really, I was really excited to yeah. bring up in the pocket with Pickett. I didn't expect it to go anywhere, though. <laughs> But anyway, we haven't talked about it in a no, long time. We haven't. It's been 30 episodes. You might not even know what we're talking about. No. It's been so long. Yeah, it has. Uh, but anyway, hey, I'm Steve. And I'm Zach. And that's Zach and Steve. Have a podcast in the pocket with Picket. Epilogue. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.